Hey, welcome to Thursday's podcast. Day after the debate, we had a lot going on, a lot to talk about, uh, and a way to approach your friends, a, a, a new goal. Uh, we have a footprint every month of this podcast broadcast, uh, our website, the Blaze TV. We have a footprint of about 50 million Americans every single month. I want you to pick one person that you think is on the fence and is open-minded. And I want you to start talking to them about the truth and use only the best sources. Don't go conspiracy or anything else. Use their own words. We give you some examples of, uh, oh, those were fine people, the Klan. No, that's not what he said. And we'll show you what he said. If you can't trust them on that, a lie that they keep saying, all of the media, for four years now, and they know the truth, they edited that tape. If you can't trust them on that, what can you trust them on? I urge you to pick one person. We talk about that and so much more on today's broadcast. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. Senator Harris. People, Susan, are voting right now. They'd like to know if you and Joe Biden are going to pack the Supreme Court if you don't get your way in this nomination. Let's talk about that. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court. Whatever position I take in that, that'll become the issue. Would you seek to increase the number of U.S. Supreme Court nominees? Okay. You know, that's exactly what they want me to talk about. Will you go along with what some Democrats are proposing to expand the court? What I'm not going to do, and I hope you'll understand, is play the president's game. Do you support the idea of packing the court? I'm not dodging the question. What I'm doing is staying focused. If I answer the mm. question, no matter which way I answer mm. it, then that becomes the headline tomorrow. Have you ruled out extending the I know, I know. Issue. I am not, and I, 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 I know you're going to be upset with my answer. But what I'm not going to do is play the Trump game. Should the Supreme Court Good be gosh. expanded? Uh, you know what, let's, I think that, well, first of all, Joe's been very clear. Senator Harris, should Democrats try to pack the court next year? <laughs> Is that an idea that you're willing to think about? We are 35 days away from an election that is probably the most important election of our lifetime. That could be a more important question. Court packing, adding more justices to the court. Just sounds like a straight up dodge. Why won't he talk about what he wants to do, what he thinks should happen? Well, I think he's very clear. Yeah, he's very clear that he won't answer answer the question. question. He's very clear on that. He won't answer the question. Uh, and it is it is something that only FDR has tried. We've never had more than nine Supreme Court justices. Uh, had at, as few as five. Yeah. As many as nine. Right. So we've never had more. They want to pack the court. So they want to add mm-hmm. more justices so they can get their way. It, and the media is 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 going along with it. They're starting to make the argument for them. You notice she said last night, oh, I'm glad you want to talk about packing. Let's talk about packing. She didn't finish that. What was she going to say? (laughs) She is there going to make the case after the election that Donald Trump packed the lower courts. 
He didn't. He just filled the open slots. That's his job. He didn't mm-hmm. pack it. He just filled the open slots. They're not going to fill the open slots. Yeah, he They're- didn't add more justices than no. there were before. No. And, you know, I am, I'm so sick and tired of being called the party of fear. We're not scaring you into vote. If, if, you, if you honestly look at things honestly look at things when you're talking about an end to the filibuster when you're talking about changing voting rules while the election is going on when you're talking about an insurrection which they are in their own words insurrection and riots or protest peaceful protests after the election they're talking about packing the court they're talking about cutting california up into several states so they can have more senators and more representatives uh, that lean uh, or, or are progressive and then adding to states all within the first 100 days. Those are their plans. If you don't see that the republic as you know it is at stake, then you're never going to see it. You're never going to see it. But that's not fear mongering. That's telling you the truth. This is fear mongering. Listen to cut. 12 Kamala on healthcare. If you have a pre existing condition, heart disease, diabetes, breast cancer, they're coming for you. Oh my gosh. They're coming for you. Wow. She kept saying they're coming for you. If you uh, want a job and you're, you know, 20 something in college, they're coming for you. Mike Pence, cut 16, please. Mike Pence uh, finally said this, and he said it several times on several uh, facts that she, she laid out. And again, Senator Harris, you're entitled to your opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. When Joe Biden was vice president, we lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs, and President Obama said they were never coming back. He said we needed a magic wand to bring them back. In our first three years after we cut taxes, rolled back regulation, unleashed American energy, Mm. this administration saw 500,000 manufacturing jobs created. And that's exactly the kind of growth we're going to continue to see as we bring our nation through this pandemic. It was amazing to me to have them talk about this. And the whole time she's shaking her head like he's lying. Yeah. Those are verifiable facts. She did that every time. Every time. Verifiable facts. Verifiable facts. Back to the scaring you. They're scaring you that Donald Trump is not going to be able to bring the economy back. Which one do you believe? The guy who did it once or the guy who has been in government for, what, 50 years and has never really done it, never created a job and was part of the administration Mm -hmm. that did everything they could to tell you you'll never get ahead it will never get better. Which one do you trust? Which one, which one has the record? They're trying to make you afraid. And they're trying to say that we're the fear mongers. Well, finally, Mike Pence had enough on the COVID vaccine where she said, I won't. If Donald Trump tells me to get a vaccine, I won't get a vaccine. If the doctors do. Well, why do you think Donald Trump's going to tell you to get a vaccine? 
that the FDA hasn't come out and said this is a, a good vaccine, that they're they're suddenly just going and dumping all of this vaccine on that hasn't been approved by doctors and the FDA. It's a ridiculous argument. It is to sow fear that Donald Trump is somehow or another dangerous. Cut five, please. I would like to go back. I, I think to, we need uh, to move on. Well, to the thank issue you, of but I would like to go back because the reality is that we're going to have a vaccine, Senator, in record time, in unheard of time, in less than a year. We have five companies in phase three clinical trials, and we're right now producing tens of millions of doses. So the fact that you continue to undermine public confidence in a vaccine if the vaccine emerges during the Trump administration, I think is is unconscionable. And Senator, I, I just ask you, stop playing politics with people's lives. The reality is that we will have a vaccine, we believe, before the end of this year. And it will have the capacity to save countless American lives and, and your continuous undermining uh, of confidence in a vaccine is just it, it's just unacceptable. He did so well last night. So well. Here's here's Kamala Harris on another lie. Because they know the press will not correct it. <clears throat> they lied over and over and over again mm -hmm. about what the president has said about racism and everything else. Here they are. Now, I want you to remember that Trump calling the veterans losers or suckers that was completely, completely false, including John Bolton, mm -hmm. who, you know, has no love for the president. He wrote an mm -hmm. anti-Trump book. He was there. He said it was an outrageous lie. It never happened. But because the media is in bed, she did it again. Cut 21. But you mentioned Soleimani. Let's let's start there. So after the strike on Soleimani. There was a counter strike on our troops in Iraq. And mm -hmm. they suffered serious brain injuries. And do you know what Donald Trump dismissed them as? Headaches. And this is about a pattern of Donald Trump's, where he has mm -hmm. referred to our men who are serving in our military as suckers and losers. Oh, my God. Donald Trump. It's unbelievable. Who went to Arlington that. Cemetery. Unbelievable and stood above the graves of our fallen heroes. Okay, I'm not going to give it any more airtime. It's absolutely a lie. Here's Mike Pence, cut 22. The so far, slanders against President Donald Trump regarding men and women of our armed forces are absurd. I'm, I'm sorry, Vice My President Pence. My son is a captain in the United yes. States Marine Corps. My son-in-law is deployed in the United States Navy. I can assure all of you, with sons and daughters serving in our military. President Donald Trump not only respects, but reveres all of those who serve in our armed forces. And any suggestion otherwise is ridiculous. But Let thank me you, also Vice say that people deserve to... Finally, finally. And let me leave you one more time with this. Uh, give me Kamala on... Uh, fracking here it is cut 13 i will repeat and the american people know 
that Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. That is a fact. Okay, stop. I will. That is a fact. That is a fact. Here's Joe Biden on fracking. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those. Either any fossil fuel. Hmm. It's a fact. It's a fact. Jeez. If I can show you where she said these are fact and look you straight in the eye. If I can show you just that. How do you trust them with anything? How do you trust them with rebuilding the economy when we know they believe in the new Marxist philosophies? When we know the people behind read their website, don't listen to me, read their website about the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal has nothing, nothing to do with uh, the environment. Nothing. It is a whole makeover of our economy to where the government controls the economy. You don't believe me. Believe their website. You must. I want you to find. I want you to find one friend. One. One person. Don't worry about anybody else. One person in the next four weeks. And I want you to talk to them peacefully, calmly. Somebody who is just on the fence. One person. This broadcast has a monthly footprint of 50 million Americans. That's between our website and everything else. 50 million Americans. If everyone in this audience convinced one person of what the truth is. That's a third of the population. If five million people did it. One person, you convince them to go and vote. That's enough to completely overturn any election. If, if, assuming that Donald Trump is going to get the same number of people that he had last time, if you can add 10 million people to that, there's no way they can win. You're smart enough to do it. And you may know right now who that person is. Don't go for the hardest one. Don't go for the one in your family who's just not going to listen. Don't stop. Stop. One person who will look at the truth. Who will say you can take them to their website. Don't take them to any conspiracy stuff. Don't take them even to me. Take them to their own words. Who do you trust? If you are ready for some really great news, keep listening. Built Bar is back, and it is unbelievable. If you've been listening to my show this year, I love Built Bars. 
Uh, it's an all-American story. This is a client I asked to be on the show because I didn't listen to my wife again. And she's been telling me about it. But it has protein bar on it. And those always taste like a doormat. This is unbelievable. The mint brownie flavor? Oh, yes, baby. It is life-changing. The new bars taste better than ever. In addition to the 12 original flavors, Built Bar just added cookies and cream, carrot cake, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp. I mean, it's just it's great. Built Bar. Delicious, nutritious, high-protein, low-calorie, high-fiber, low-carbs, 100% real chocolate, and 100% really good. Plus, they've reset the code for this new launch right now go to builtbar.com use the promo code back get ten dollars off your first order promo code back builtbar.com the best of the glenn beck program this is the glenn beck program just on a personal note uh, one of, one of my real mentors, uh, one of the men who I just has taught me so much, uh, Russell M. Ballard, uh, it's his, what is he? 93 today. Uh, it's wow. His birthday no, today. he's 92 today. 92. 92. This guy is amazing and still full of life. And I met him 15 years ago and I, he's really kind of a spiritual advisor of mine. Um, and, uh, he um when i first met him i had so many questions i was at cnn and i was finding all kinds of stuff and i really wanted some spiritual guidance and i said so this is what i found what do i do he stopped me in mid-sentence and said stop don't ask me or anyone else ever again what you should do with your calling that is between you and god and anything that I might say could take you off half a degree. And that's not close enough for God. So don't ever ask anyone again, what should I do? And I have to tell you, I thought that, I thought that was amazing. Um, we are all, um, we all have a right to hear for our life directly from god and um happy birthday russell ballard dinesh d'souza is joining us now with his take on uh, the uh, debate last night he's got a documentary out called the trump card available on dvd right now um and it was just released a couple of days ago and headed toward uh, video on demand on the 9th of this month uh, he's also going to be on the Friday exclusive to talk about the Trump card. That's the show that I do on Fridays just for uh, Blaze supporters. It's a great show, and I can't wait to have him on to talk about that. Dinesh, what'd you think last night? Well, it was a it was an interesting debate to watch. Obviously, a big contrast from the presidential debate. Um, that was a mud fight, an MMA fight. This was kind of more like a fencing match mm-hmm. uh, with two kind of adroit fencers dancing around and trying to score points. I thought uh, Harris was evasive throughout. I think it's interesting that the left, although they claim that their policies on fracking and guns and taxes have enormous public support, whenever they're called in front of the American people to answer for them, they run away. They go, oh, no, 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 we, we don't really support those policies. So it was a little bit of a, a fleeing match for Harris, I thought. Well, she didn't, you know, what's strange is they're not denying those things this time they're just not admitting it 
You know, they're on record. Their own website says it. And they won't come out now at the end and admit it. But they also won't deny you're going to pack the court. The answer to that is no, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think the reason the reason they can't say no is that their whole strategy, Glenn, I think, is to do all these bendings of the rules because they believe that we are the party of the nice guys and we won't do the same. So their idea is we'll knock down your monuments. We know you won't knock down our monuments. We will use the deep state against you. We know you won't use the deep state against us. We will pack the court. We know that even if you control all the branches of government, you wouldn't do the same. So ultimately, that's the way in which they take advantage, if you will, of our innocence or our virtue in order to try to play dirty. That's their game. Dinesh, if you didn't have poll numbers, what would you say is going to happen in November? If I didn't look at the polls, I would say that Biden is going to be destroyed in November because to me, the any understanding I have of the common sense of the American people is that the Dems have gone way too far. Uh, this condoning of lawlessness, um, the promiscuity of their spending policies, uh, the degree to which they have pushed towards socialism, I think it's out of line with the American character. So the polls give me pause. Because I think we always have to distinguish what we want to happen from what is going to happen. But nevertheless, but nevertheless, my instinct is that Trump, we're not going to need a recount or a court decision that Trump will actually uh, win several states that he didn't even win the last time. So I agree with you. But the only the only other option is that the America that you have extolled and love, the America that I know, the one that based on the founders, the one that's. You know, we don't believe is racist. Uh, We do believe in opportunity for all. We do believe in the free market. We do believe in the police and our military. We do stand for the national anthem. Uh, That America is over if we're wrong. Would you agree? I, I would agree. And in that case, I would propose the following solution, which is essentially that we create these sort of, you could almost call them militarized zones, but I don't want to emphasize the word militarized. I just mean that we exit their culture. And I, by, by that, I mean, we create our own schools, our own movies, our own entertainment. We live in our own society, which we care, and we protect fiercely that domain. We just refuse to live in their world. Right now, their idea is if we get a political majority, we're going to force you to live in our world by our rules and submit to us or else. So I think we just have to decline that option. It's a certain kind of cultural secession within America. But they won't do they, if if they have the filibusters gone, they pack the courts. You won't be able to do that. I mean, it, it really is secession at that point. And that's something that they are actually planning Um, You know, if Trump wins by a landslide in their own war games and their own words that are published on their website, they are talking about the secession of the West Coast. Well, when Abraham Lincoln gave his very famous speech against secession, this is the first inaugural address. It contained a very important exception. Lincoln basically said, 
show me if I have violated any of your basic constitutional rights. The, the implication being that if Lincoln had done that, if he had prevented, let's say, the South from voting or free assembly or exercising free speech, Lincoln's implicit point was then you would have a right to secede. But Lincoln's point was, I've just been elected. I've done absolutely nothing. So you're just seceding because I won the election. So I think it's important to realize that secession has never been ruled out completely in the American sort of philosophical statesmanship. It remains a possibility if basic rights are violated. And I don't have a problem. I mean, if people want to secede, I really don't have a I really don't have a problem. Just don't come to my I want a wall around my state. Uh, because if we're not going to do any of these progressive policies and you say yours are going to work, I can guarantee you that you are going to fail and then you will blame it on us. So I I don't want anything to do with it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The Democrats keep emphasizing that they're going to be the party of unity, but I think they know how hollow that sounds because they have no intention of meeting us halfway or creating any kind of accommodation with us. They mean that they want to unify against us. And I think we've figured that out. And all of this means that these are problems that will outlast Trump, whether or not Trump wins. We're going to have to figure out how we can coexist with citizens when we no longer agree on goals. But we but is that because, you know, I found a I found a speech from Abraham Lincoln and I read it yesterday. And I, I just want to give you this paragraph at the beginning. They knew they could never raise their treason to any respectable magnitude by any name that implies violation of law. They knew their people possessed as much moral sense as and devotion to law and order and as much pride and reverence for the history of government in their uh, in our common country as any other civilized and patriotic people. They knew they could make no advancement directly into the teeth of these noble sentiments. Accordingly, they commenced on an insidious debauching of the public mind. They invented an ingenious sophism, which, if conceded, was followed by perfectly logical steps. Um, They have been drugging the private mind or the public mind uh, of their section for more than 30 years. That's that could be written and said today. Yes, except... I I agree, Glenn, except I would add something that makes our situation a little bit worse. And here's what it is. In the 1850s and leading up to the Civil War, both sides revered the Constitution. The Southerners claimed the legacy of Washington and Jefferson. And so both sides were arguing within the constitutional framework. But now we have one side that burns the flag and won't stand up for the national anthem and, in a sense, rejects the authority of the Constitution to be the sort of literal arbiter of these disputes. So we're not now arguing about what the Constitution means. We're arguing about whether we should consult the Constitution at all. So how does a public live like that? Because you no longer have the unum. Our unum, e pluribus unum, was always life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Government is instituted among men to protect those rights. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights. When you say throw all that out, you can't live side by side with somebody who says you don't have those rights. At the very least, what we can do is we can introduce on the other side the same kind of healthy fear that we have of them. And that would mean that they would realize that if they did certain things to us, we would either do the same to them 
uh, or we would make sure that they paid a price for it. So, for example, just to take a small example, as long as Antifa guys can break windows with impunity, they're going to keep breaking windows. The moment a guy gets arrested and is looking at a one-year lockup for doing that, lots of his buddies go, well, probably we won't go break a window tomorrow. So once we start imposing that healthy fear that comes from, listen, I, don't, I can't engage in actions without consequences anymore, then it introduces an element of pause and you go, well, maybe I should learn to get along with the other guy. So what happens if Donald Trump doesn't win and they start uh, throttling people like you and me and you know they will? Uh, they will they will silence our voices. We may have our dot com, but we will not be the Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We won't have the public square anymore. Once that starts to happen, doesn't that shut up a lot of people who are weak need? There's no question that they will try if they win to treat the sort of Trump stain as a kind of ugly a mark on the American landscape. They will try to do everything to demonize not just Trump, but everybody associated with Trump. They'll try to make sure something like this doesn't happen again. Well, this means, I think, that we might have to flee to our own platforms. We may, we may have to do the kind of building we should have done in advance. I mean, we're the party of entrepreneurship. It's a little embarrassing that all these major entrepreneurial platforms from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter are all controlled by leftists. We need to build our own. I'm taking sort of small steps in this direction already. You are probably as well. But yes, long term, I don't think we, we can survive with this big sword of Damocles hanging over our heads. Uh, last question. The... Um uh, well, actually, I have two questions. Will anyone's mind be changed from last night? If you were watching that and you were educated by CNN, CNN said, you know, 20 percentage points she won by. Uh, does it, did this change anyone's mind? You know, the, um, we're, we're living at a time when the, when the polls like the media uh, have a stake in the outcome. And, and in fact, we see this with the moderator, too. Look at the discrepancy in questions. To the Republican, it's always, how can you believe or can you explain? But to the Democrats, it's always more like, will you explain? So there's a complete difference of tone and approach. And I think you have to be a dummy not to see that. So once you realize that this is an unlevel playing field, then I think people can privately make their own conclusions. Uh, last question. Does, should the president engage in a debate that is virtual? I think yes, as an alternative to not debating at all, uh, even though there's no question that this virtual debate is a bit of a fake. It's more like a TV show than a real debate, but it still might be better than not debating at all. All right. Dinesh D'Souza, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again on uh, Friday. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Catherine Engelbrecht, she is the founder and president of True the Vote, uh, a, uh, an organization that is, is trying to make sure that our vote is secure and that our vote uh, counts and dead people's vote don't count or people that don't exist their votes don't count welcome to the program again uh Catherine, how are you great thanks for having me back you, you bet uh, i i really appreciate you coming on um i i i watch you every day 
because this is happening all over the country. We've talked about Pennsylvania. We talked about Montana. We should know something you said yesterday by today. Do we know anything yet? Has anything changed? Not, not yet. Not yet. So still uh, keep in watch. Okay. Uh, so where do you want to go today? What do you want to talk about today? What state or I, I know there's Ballotpedia out, which mm-hmm. do you have anything to do with that? Uh, no, except we use it as a reference. It's very difficult to wrap your arms around all the changes. And Ballotpedia is a great website. It's Ballotpedia, P-E-D-I-A, uh, dot com. And they have kept a running list of election law changes and uh, lawsuits filed. It's not a fully comprehensive list uh, because there are over 350 suits and fiats. And, but, it's, but it's good. It's really a good spot for people to to see it. Um, and, and frankly, that's increasingly been our message. You know, we haven't, we have a, uh, a section on our website just called call your county. When you have an issue, when you have a question, call your county and we give people the, their election administrator information. And it's in the, in keeping with that ballotpedia line, it's just see it for yourself, get involved and understand how messed up this really is. Um, but Ballotpedia has hundreds of lawsuits and you can see it for yourself. So I, I'm I'm looking at it and it is it's overwhelming uh, yeah. how much is being done. I I I, I talked to uh, Donald Trump Jr. last night uh, and I really uh, could sense from him how uh, overwhelmed the mm-hmm. the campaign is. They they've they they have fires all the way around them uh and and just trying to keep uh up to speed on what was happening in each state was exactly what the the leftists always try to do and that's overwhelm the system overwhelm right absolutely so this this court case that's supposed to come out uh today we should know something about it can you just recap that for anybody who missed yesterday Sure. Uh, so amidst the sea of lawsuits that have happened uh, over the course of these past few months related to the fog of COVID and the opportunity that has been taken to upend election standards, uh, there was a case that came up in Montana that we jumped into where the governor, who is also running for Senate, decided to change the laws in his favor as a candidate for Senate and make the whole state uh, go uh, into a mail-in optional a standard where counties could just decide whether or not to send unsolicited mail ballots. And so it was under that premise, which is unconstitutional, by the way, that approach is unconstitutional. So we sued the state, we sued the governor. But but more importantly was the trajectory that that case then took on. And, and, and flash forward, here we are today. The case is, is being, uh, we hope, will be considered by the Supreme Court. It's on their docket to let us know whether or not they'll consider it. And the goal is twofold. The first is with respect to Montana to get an immediate injunction to stop that state from being able to have optional unsolicited mail ballots go across the state. Uh, That deadline is today. So it's it's uh, you know, we're we're here at the precipice. But the second piece is is really the crux of, of of the of the bigger picture. And that is we are asking the court to use that case to set a standard for many of the hundreds of other cases that have that have been formed up um, unconstitutionally. And we're saying, court, consider this. If a a 
case has not met the constitutional standard, then set that as the bar. That is a way to begin to organize these cases because to your point, Glenn, it is intentional overwhelm. They are going to tie up the courts to run out the Mm -hmm. clock to push this election into the House. That is the play. So another thing that go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say another thing you may not know about and might find interesting is that, you know, it's how did we how do we find ourselves here uh, and why is the Republican Party nationally so ill prepared? And there's a reason for that. In the early 80s, 1982, there was a lawsuit between the Republican Party and the Democrat Party where the Democrats sued the Republicans over what they uh, alleged was vote caging and so forth. Well, rather than fight that out, the Republicans settled in a consent decree that is known as the New Jersey Consent Decree. The New Jersey Consent Decree settlement required that the Republicans not spend any monies towards ballot security at the national level. That, that was in place nationally until 2017. It just expired. And it, although it didn't prevent local you know, counties or states from doing anything, I mean, there was no national leadership. And so, and so for this entire time, there has been no ballot security plan on the right. And lots has happened in these decades. What state are you most worried about? Mm. Or states? That's, well, you have, the, you have the, the lens of the traditional battleground states, and you can look at Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Wisconsin is a mess uh, for a lot of reasons, one of which is that they have same-day voter registration. So you can walk in, register, and vote in the same day. There's no way in real time to validate identity, residency, or citizenship. And so that's a story unto itself. Uh, then you have, you know, in Pennsylvania, where you're seeing they're getting rid of um, uh, signature standards uh, for their mail-ins. You know, there have already been over 5.5 million votes cast. That is over 70 times more at the same point in 2016. We're we're 70 times more. It's it's coming. And and there's another issue. I know I'm a little disjointed, but this is important, and you have such an important platform. We are getting reports. We got just another one just came in from South Carolina where early elections have already started. And a, a voter wrote in to us. We have on our website a place that you can report issues and concerns, and we'll get right back to you. Um... As, as is appropriate, but they wrote in and said um, they had gone to go vote. And when they got there early to vote, um, they were told that they couldn't because they had received absentee ballots, but they hadn't, they hadn't requested an absentee ballot, nor had they received absentee ballots. And so the, they're, they're the cure of that is to go to the, to your County official and ask that if a ballot was sent to you, it be canceled so that you'd be allowed to vote in person, which changes through the votes position on what we've been saying all along. We've been saying vote in person on election day. And now we are saying vote in person early to account for extra time you might need if you get there and are told, well, we've already mailed you a ballot. Now, there are there are ways that that can that could be remedied at the polling place. But the people that are working at the polls don't necessarily know all of the ins and the outs. 
So you just need to have more time to vote in person. I'm hopeful that that won't happen often, but it's going to happen because it's it's unavoidable. Oh my gosh! We, I mean, Catherine, this is. I mean, this this is there's not going to be anyone who believes in this vote one way or another. They're just not going to believe it. I mean, this we lose our faith in this last institution that my voice counts i mean we've known that fraud goes on but generally speaking we have felt pretty decent about going to vote if you feel disenfranchised uh at the at the polling booth because the democrats have changed the rules and no we sent it out to you no well i didn't get it it's it's not going to end well it's just not going to end well i i completely agree um, the one, the, the one, the one piece of this that we can hold to, though, is that if we can, this has been marginalized in a way that that I would I would submit to you is a is a is a game between <laughs> between bureaucrats and politicos and power brokers, and has very little to do with the hearts and minds of the of the everyday American who doesn't want this to, to end in this way that doesn't want this to go down in this way and so while we may lose faith in this process for a season we can't lose faith in one another and so go and serve and be a part of this bear witness to it and then help on the other side to rebuild it because that's what's going to have to happen we have to be in this together to rebuild it it, it took a long time to get it to this level of, of disrepair but we got to be there to fix it on the other side. Thank you very much, Catherine. We'll talk again. God bless you. You know, it's you. Uh, it, you have to be engaged in this. The, the good thing about this, this is not a federal issue. This isn't happening from the federal level. This is happening at your local and state level. The state has control of the election. So if you have a problem, you can fix it on the other on the other side. Unfortunately, I mean, um, uh, I will tell you. If um, I'm going to find the I'm going to find the uh, illegal defense fund uh, for the for the GOP, um, because this the litigation, they are already well funded on the left. They already have all of their briefs. I'm the guy who's doing all of these election changes. The guy who is in charge of it is the guy who was in charge of the ballots and the recounts and all that brought us Al Franken. So that is their plan. Uh, and uh, they, we're going to need funds for uh, attorneys, but we're also going to need people that just volunteer their time. Uh, and I know that the Trump campaign has started something. What is it called? Trump's army or something like that. Uh, poor choice of names for that, but uh, they're looking for people that have experience that are attorneys or, you know, people that are not going to be shouters. They're going to be minders and they're going to look for evidence, look for what's going on and then be able to give good evidence uh, when it is needed, if that is you or someone you know, please get involved. You've, we've got to have people at the polls watching all of this. Na, 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 na.